Hey, I'm Russ. And I'm Steve. Growing up in the 80s, we were introduced to video games, movies, and technology that made a lasting impression on us and forever enriched our lives. I think I'm gonna cry! It's been a fascinating journey to be a part of, one that we constantly treasure. Fire! Booty! Our goal is simple. Share our magical moments of discovery and geek out with lovely folks. Just like you! Uh, achievement unlocked! So if you crave pixel goodness, memorable moments, and experiences that make your inner child do the happy dance, you've come to the right place. Let's do this! Welcome to Joygasm! <laughs> yeah! And welcome back to Joygasm, where we talk about video games, movies, and pop culture. My name is Russ, Xbox Live Toaster 360, and joining me is my beastly brother, Steve, hey. Xbox Live Steveovich. as we kick off episode 32 on this August 9th, 2017. If you have any questions, comments, or just want to show us some love, you can find us on Twitter at JoygasmTV and Facebook.com slash JoygasmTV. You can also listen to us on SoundCloud at SoundCloud.com slash JoygasmTV or search Joygasm TV on YouTube. And no matter which platform you use to consume the show, please drop us a subscription, thumbs up, or review. It helps us build awareness, which we appreciate very much. And a big thank you to those who have done so already. We have an insightful show for you today. In video game news, we cover the PS4 firmware update, Valve's next game, which I know that's got Steve's ears all peaked. Oh. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn's The Frozen Wilds DLC release date and the Xbox One Spotify app. Mm -hmm. Very interessante. Movie news has quite a few stories that'll tickle your noodle, including Star Wars Episode Eight, the Coen Brothers partnering with Netflix, the unstoppable box office juggernaut that is Wonder Woman, and the highest grossing animated franchise of all time. Worldwide. No. Our topic of the day is digital gatekeepers versus the consumer. But first things first, Steve, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing okay, Russ. How are you? What? What? I feel sprightly, Steve. That's how I feel. Downright sprightly. Woo. Looks like you're the one gyrating on the other side of the yeah, table. Yeah, yeah, you like that? It's Ooh. fun, isn't it, Russ? <laughs> it's fun. Simona, Simona. <laughs> Annie, are you okay? Are you okay, <laughs> Annie? I said, Annie, are you okay? Are you okay, Annie? For the last time, who's Annie <laughs> and is she okay? Annie, please respond. Are you okay? <laughs> We've been trying to find out since about 1987. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I've been doing good. I had a, a good day at work. Lots of uh, productivity. Productivity is good. Been working on the, the website of Joy to the Gasm. Mm. So, Gasm to the Joy? It, that way, too. It doesn't matter. You know, you, you can be as dyslexic as you like. It sounds good <laughs> either way. But, no, I've been making uh, progress on that, so that's good. Um, how about you, Steve? How are you doing? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm busy, busy, Russ. I'm a busy freaking bee, you know? 
Are you a worker bee, Steve? <laughs> yes, I am. I'm a honeybee that's a little too fat to, to fly, but I can fly anyway. You, you, you like out. to make sweet love to those flowers? Yeah. Get, get some cross-pollination going? I like that pollen? I like that pollen. Yeah. Ooh, how about you? You want some of this pollen, too? Oh, there's room enough for everybody. <laughs> I don't know if that's a mosquito or a bee. No, that's true. It's more of a, a like a... That, that's like a killer mosquito right there. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking I'm making a buzzing sound, but uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> maybe my wings are so small that I make a little... <laughs> if you were a bee, Steve, that's probably exactly how your wings would sound. You, exactly. I, I, I totally see you with your... Uh, your torso just kind of slumped and these little bitty wings going. You never know. Um, Yellow and what? Black? Possibly. Could could go well with my complexion too, Russ. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I know you like to go out there and smell the roses. Yes, I do. Have you played anything new? Or have you just been playing anything period? Uh, Let's see. Uh, Playing period. uh, just the usual mm-hmm. little bit heroes trying to uh, become the most powerful bit hero alive. Uh-huh. And uh, I'm well on my way, but I'm, I got a ways to go. So what kind of armor and overall gear do you now have in bit hero? Uh, you know, I couldn't name. They, they got so many. Yeah, just drink it up, Russ. I, ah. So refreshing. Yeah. <sighs> Uh, they have so much like customization with all the characters and a ton of names for different things that mm. I don't even know what I have. I I, I look like uh, like a a knight who is trying to balance a big shield and a big sword, and <laughs> at the same time like uh, trying to balance like a fishing tackle on my shoulders because I have no other hands to balance it. Uh-huh. I have my little piggy chop that's just like riding on my shoulder. I got a whole like kitten caboodle. Oh my goodness. I think I'm the most random looking character, like on not put together. <laughs> Just a hodgepodge of all this stuff. And hey, it works. Yeah, it's all good. Uh, Do you have like a, a, just a mixed match of colors yeah. or, or at least are you color coordinated? I'm pretty color coordinated actually, mm. to be honest. But, um, I think, I think my beard actually turned blue <clears throat> at one point. So, yeah. You know, your beard turned my, blue. Yeah, I, maybe that's the way I made him. I didn't think I, I gave him a blue beard, but my face has been covered for the longest time. Damn, nice shade of azul. Very nice. Um, other than that, uh, oh, I watched a movie. Oh, it wasn't that great though. <clears throat> I, I don't think you'd like it at all. Uh, I watched Southpaw. Oh, the boxing movie with, uh, what's his name? Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal? Uh, is that his name? He's the guy who was, in, oh man, I, I just saw, I saw a war movie with him in it. Um, it's kind of the hurry up and wait theme. Um, yeah, I think, it, I think so. Yeah, okay. Anyhow, uh, very modern take on boxing, but uh, I got to tell you that Cinderella Man still got my number one oh, Cinderella boxing man. Uh, yeah, movie. Man, I love really that good. movie. Uh, this one was okay. It was kind of a m- more modern yet sobering view on boxing with 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 some rockiness thrown mm-hmm. into it. So um, it it was okay. It was probably about two and a half out of five. Not not terrible. Just like uh, <laughs> you're you know, glad you, you rented it. Instead I'm glad of going I rented. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if you're into that sort of thing, you'll probably like it. Uh, you'll probably identify with it. But um, eh. there's a, a movie that we've talked about in the past that we still need to watch. It's uh, Tom Hardy. And, uh, what, what is it? What is it? Uh, he plays it. It's, I don't think it's a boxer, but I think he's a wrestler. It starts with a B. I think I'm going to have to look that up, right? Bronson. 
It escaped my noodle. Tom Hardy. Think about it. Every second Pigeonholes are all full. I can't. I can't recall anymore. Um, it's like Broslin or Brocklin or Broccoli. It's uh, Broccoli. Uh-huh. Uh, it's something like that. Brawny. Are you indemnit for me? I'm looking here. There's nothing that looks like wrestling with Tom Hardy in it. Bronson? Bronson, that's <laughs> it. <laughs> right as I say that, I find it. <laughs> a young man who was sentenced to seven years in prison for the robbing, uh, or for robbing a post office ends up at spending three decades in solitary confinement. During this time, his personality is supplemented at, by his alter ego, Charles Bronson. I don't know about that, but I, I guess there might be boxing in that room. Well, maybe, uh, maybe there's not. <laughs> maybe okay, it's yeah. just the, the jail kind of wrestling. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even want to think about that. <laughs> make sure there's no bar of soap in there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what else have you been playing? Um, yeah, just Clash Clans, Clash Royale, you know. Steve, I know for a fact you've been playing some Overwatch. True. Um, so I think I have about, I'm in the 70s in my loot boxes. You've just gone completely and the opposite direction. You're, you're never going to open them, are well, you? Well, I, 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 yeah, I, I did have a thought. <laughs> I did, I, I'm thinking either A, I'm going to wait till I get to 100 and then open them all. Because uh-huh. I'm just going to have... <laughs> opening all of them, you know, um, or yeah, or I might, I, I kind of don't want to do that though, because I want to get credit to buy some stuff with this event. Oh yeah. Uh, that's, that's happening. I the, actually uh, have not seen the event yet. I know. Well, you know what? You, you keep talking. I'm going to turn it on while uh, you talk. Well, Russ, you know, I got to tell you something though. Well, I can hear you. Go ahead. Don't walk away from me. Even though, even though you're in the same room as me, you can't hear me unless you have your There's this on. amazing thing called ears. I can hear you from farther no away than two feet away. There's been some problems. I will tell you there, Russ. Um, Overwatch has got to... Uh, has, I think they released this update and it's beautiful. At the same time, there's some bugs. Uh, there's some bugs. There's been uh, long waiting times just to get into the game, even into the, like the hero gallery, uh, just to check out like the new costumes. I couldn't even get in. Matter of fact, I took pictures of you. Not, 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 no. I took pictures. You took of pictures it. of me. Uh, not oh of my. it. Not you. Oh, I was looking at you. So I was, then I started thinking about uh, you. This, this, this just turned into something. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I took some pictures and. Basically, one that says, "In I got to the title. I got the title screen, and I hit A to get into the, the gallery just to see what was going on. It says uh-huh. in queue, twenty thousand players ahead of you. So 20, I can't thousand? even get past the title screen to even get in. Just you should, you should post that on Facebook or the uh, Joygasm. Facebook I was page. thinking about it. Um, and Do it then, right now, right now, Steve. And then I took a picture of this. Breaking news. Due to technical issues, Overwatch players may experience latency or loss of connection. We apologize for any inconvenience this may cause and thank you for your patience while this is being resolved. 
please follow at Blizzard CS on Twitter for further updates. Hmm. And so people went to, went to Twitter and went to, uh, what is it, battle.net or whatever they have going on and uh, were saying, hey, I've spent 80 bucks for loot boxes. Like, you know, now I can't even get in to open them. What's going on, Blizzard? Um, matter of fact, uh, I was watching a um, uh, YouTube video by the uh, Overwatch, your Overwatch news. Mm-hmm. And uh, they 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 made a video specifically for <laughs> all the problems that Blizzard's having with Overwatch since the new update came out. This one here. This the, the one la- here. The latest yeah. one. Yeah, they're like, man, we just thought there were a couple of videos or a couple of issues, but now we're just made a video for the whole entire thing. People were going into uh, competitive, mm-hmm. and if you sometimes the 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 scoring was flipped, and so let's say you went into competitive and you lost a match. Yeah, instead of getting negative points, you gained a bunch of points. And hey. if you won, if you won the match, well, then you lost points, oh, <laughs> but not gained points. So um, that was happening. And then uh, sometimes when I was playing Mercy, oh, Summer Games loot box. There you go. All of a sudden, yeah, I just got a reward. What in the world? I never got one of those. <laughs> what? The, uh, well, maybe they gave that. I'll have to turn it on and load the game when I get home. Maybe I'll get one. Maybe they gave that out as like a... Sorry. You yeah. know? <laughs> Our bad. Um, but yeah, I mean, you couldn't even get into Lucio Ball. Um, it was kicking me out of just trying to play other game types. Uh-oh. Like not even... I mean, just I would click the game and it would, wouldn't even put me in matchmaking or a skirmish or anything like that. It would just kick me right back out. Mm-hmm. So... Hopefully everything is uh, normalized since last night, Russ. Yeah. Although I did play, um, uh, what is it, Costco? Uh, uh, go back for a second. Okay. Go into back to the main menu here. Uh, play and then go into arcade. Okay, going into the arcade. Whoops. Click on that one there. Okay. okay, bottom right, total mayhem. Uh huh. That's insane. Is it insane? In the membrane, they basically double everybody's hit points, mm-hmm. and they like double a bunch of ammo that you have. Oh, and they make your abilities quicker to to use. Uh, and so everyone's just using the abilities like crazy, and like you know, Mercy, for example, who normally has two hundred hit points, now has four hundred hit points. Sure. So she's harder to kill, but everybody else is harder to kill. Uh, Tracer's big pain in the patootie because she gets her blink. Uh, ability a lot faster, so she's just zipping all over the place. Oh, I freaking hate Tracer. Or if I, you're Bastion and Genji's there, he's getting his little ricochet. Oh, bow, yeah. Kicking my booty. In other words, it's total mayhem. It's total freaking mayhem. It's almost like they had like this, you know, methodical decision making process. Right. Title. Yes. That but, particular mode. So when I was playing defense, I was choosing Tubiard. Uh huh. And he was getting his ultimate almost all the time because there's so many people to kill and hit and everything. It <laughs> I was bet. Nutso. I'm looking to see. Does Diva have? Um, no. No. A lot. I think all of the characters got some new uh, uh, voice lines. Okay. Um, How about Farrah? Did Farrah get anything? Did she, get, did she get any love with? Uh, doesn't look like it. No. Uh, check out Mercy's costume, though. That one's freaking beautiful. Mercy. Here we go. Skin. This one? Wing uh, Victory? Uh, yep. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's gorgeous. I like that yeah, one. Yeah, well done. It's got kind of a, a Greek 
like Athens. Yeah, and if I can draw your attention upward to the other went, uh, Summer Games costume. Which one? Go up, 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 that one. And you'll notice you're now able to buy those as well. I see. Very nice. So I might be picking up both of those because both of those uh, definitely catch my eye. Yeah, the red and white is really cool. It has that just that, that classic yeah. traditional red cross yeah. kind of look to I it. I like it. Oh, that's cool. So that's the way for all the characters as well. Um, so there's uh, there's definitely some winter. Whoops. Like Genji's winter. Or winter games. Good grief. <laughs> I like bobsledding. Um, <laughs> summer games. Last summer games. uh uh, costume is good too. He's got that. That's that really white costume he has with like the red sort of accents uh -huh. on it. That one's yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, go to uh, go to uh, Reaper. Right? Okay. I don't Reaper. Play, it I is. don't play Reaper, but um, his costume definitely looks cool. Oops. Biker. Bam! Oh wow! Yeah, that is cool. The biker. Look oh, at dude, that cape, man. dude. That cape is tight. That is awesome. That is really cool. I dig the colors. The only thing is that, you know, he doesn't really have that Reaper face anymore. Um, That's okay, though. I mean, yeah. he's, he's got kind of a little bit of the skull action painted on the, the helmet there. Arrow over to the right so you can check out his gun. Isn't that cool looking? Yeah. That is so sweet. Yeah. That's tight. I like that on the uh, little uh, it's like little logo of like the skull head there on the yeah. side. That's cool. Yeah. All right, I'm going to have to get that one. I want to show you uh, also uh, Soldier 76. Oh, of course, Steve. Let me just scoot on over there. Uh, you, you, you passed. I know. Yeah, rest, rest. There we go. You're using the worn out controller, aren't I you? I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm using my day one 2013 controller. <laughs> there you it go. does not like uh, Overwatch. And that one's got some use on it. Okay, let's see here. There you go. Well, pretty much all the way down, yeah. All these costumes are going to cost you like 3000 The Grill Master, huh? That's his new gun type. Okay. Bam! Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's, that's, that's fun. And check out what his apron says. Raise the stakes. <laughs> yeah, nice. Okay. Very nice. Now arrow back to the gun okay. and arrow over one more time. Oops. Look at that. That's what I want you to see. A diet heal up. A diet heal up. It looks like a you know a diet coke can. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And even you can turn it, turn it. Okay. And it's even got the barcode on it. Yeah. Keep going. It's even got the nutritional information on there. <laughs> I wonder what the. Like, it's too small to read. I wonder if they actually like put some funny little things in there. I was trying to read it the other day. I got really close to TV and I couldn't. I, did you go cross-eyed? I was. Yeah, I was trying to read. And they have. They did spell some stuff out, but I couldn't really tell what it was. Sombra, does she have anything new? Ooh, a big Brad is oh, good. Old friend Brad just signed on. How about them apples? Um, let's see, I'm in Sombra. Yeah, Sombra got something. Oh, she's got yeah. something. Oh, that's fun too. I dig it. So, and I think if you've got like kind of scuba gear or something I going on there, and or not scuba, but just snorkeling or something. I wonder if her gun skin was the one that I saw on Reddit that, that someone posted up there because oh, on previous episode yeah. I was like, "Hey, it was green and, and white," you know, and that's basically kind of how somewhat how it looked. Okay, so um, I dig it. Yeah, I, I think her costume is a lot of fun too. Go to uh, go to. Uh, uh, Does Symmetra have anything new? I don't think Symmetra has anything. What about Torbjorn? No, unfortunately. McCree, I heard. McCree, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you to go Oops. to McCree. It's high noon. I tried being reasonable. Didn't take to it. <laughs> Lifeguard. 
Uh, not bad. It's okay, huh? I think he should. He the hat needs to be gone. I think they should have done something else, like a bandana or yeah. something like that. He's but, got a little flare gun. Yeah. Yeah, that, that one's okay. more. It's all right. I'm gonna pass on that. I think Junkrat got some too. Yeah, he did. I didn't see it, but I heard about it. Cricket. Controller's like freaking out. Let's go back to uh, the character. There we go. That's interesting. Uh, it's not one of my more favorite types, but yeah. uh, oh, it's different. I mean, it fits the theme, you know, so it's right. like, okay, well, that's cool. Well, cool. I'm sure Tracer, yeah, Tracer has. Oh, you know what? I think Windowmaker has something new too, right? Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, Windowmaker's got some. It's not bad. It's okay. Uh, well, she has two of them, it looks like. Well, one was from last year. Oh, this is fun. So she's got kind of like uh, the fun in the sun, hanging out by the swimming pool. You see her hair is shorter? They cut her hair? Is it shorter? It looks yeah. long. It looks like it's the same. Well, I guess it is a little shorter. Typic longer than like the typical Widowmaker costume. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's cool. Uh, yeah, I'll probably pick that one up. That one's pretty fun. I bet fun you will me, pick that one up, won't you, Rush? Let me see this one here. What is this one? Tricolor? That's I like that one. I might pick that one up. I like the tricolor. Yeah, that one's pretty cool too. Well, sweet. Well, I am gonna have to play some Overwatch after this podcast. Indeed. <clears throat> Anywho. However, you won't be able to play Capture the Flag as they remove that for the time being. <laughs> Say it isn't so. I am a huge fan of CTF. So uh Oh, that sounded juicy. Mm. Must be that pot roast. Mm. <laughs> uh, you wasn't watching playing anything there, Roger? I actually have not. I've been too busy with uh, getting this uh, this Joygasm website up and running. It has been priority numero uno. So playing PC? Uh, no. <laughs> I, I, I played like maybe a, just a squinch of Overwatch with you uh, a couple days ago, but that's about it. However, I was looking at a couple of game reviews that have flown under the radar until our good old friend Brad actually brought it to my attention. Ross, why aren't you talking about this on the podcast? <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I'm sorry, Brad. There's a game called Hellblade. Uh, and actually, both of these titles are for the PS4. I hadn't even heard anything about this game. And IGN gave it a 9 out of 10. I'm like, wow, okay, well, let's take a look at it. And just based off of, of the review that IGN gave, it's it's uh, the, the main character has kind of, sort of, a similarity to um, Aloy from, from Horizon Zero Dawn in the sense of, like, she has, she's this Caucasian woman. She has these braided dreadlocks that are kind of, I think instead of it, them being red though, they're more, I think she's more of a brunette. She, but she has like, uh, like blue face paint on and almost look kind of looks Scottish in a way, but it's a third person action adventure game and it has absolutely no HUD, like zero UI. And it's designed to intentionally just be this more immersive, um, kind of more psych like psychological thriller type of game was what I could gather. The game is not very long. It's only probably about like six hours long or eight hours, something like that. But they were raving about it. I was looking at, I mean, the graphics look really nice. Mm. It's just, you could tell that they were, they were really going for kind of more of that immersive experience. It's, it's kind of a conceptual game almost. It looks like, 
Um, but I'll probably end up picking it up because it, it definitely piqued my interest. I was like, okay, this this is looking cool. The second game was called Pyre. It's spelled P Y R E. So I'm I'm guessing that's how you pr- you pronounce it. But I don't know if it's like Pyre or what. That got a nine point seven out of ten, and that also is is a game that I really don't know too much about. I, I know that. I think it's, 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 it's like a 2d cell animated style, but not in a way that's like jet set radio future or something, but it's much more almost like, um, like a anime style, I guess. Anyway, briefly check those two out and I will be picking both of those up just, just because a, the reviews have been really good and B just, just looking at it too. I was like, okay, this, this is definitely different. I think I'm going to have to see what all the fuss is about. But other than that, let me think. What else is going on? Oh, we've been getting some fun feedback regarding our previous episode. About, uh Games that we'd like to see come out for next-gen consoles. There were certain titles, like I know that we were kind of going back and forth whether or not we should talk about Altered Beast, and we ended up not talking about it. But that was one that has been brought up on a couple of occasions where it's like, yeah, Altered Beast, man. Like, you got to totally add that to the list. And there was Chrono Trigger. There was... Um, Actually, our, our buddy Nick was talking about Space Harrier and Afterburner VR. And I was like, <laughs> whoa, I didn't really think about that. But like, imagine, you know, with Space Aqu- Harrier VR would be nuts. Yeah, just imagine a completely like upgraded graphics engine for Space Harrier um, and using something like Oculus Rift or augmented reality, something that, that um, Facebook could use or, or even uh, the Sony PlayStation with, with their VR headset. Just get, something where like, like you, you know, what if you were instead of third person, you were first person and you're flying through and you can, you know, turn your yeah, head yeah. all over the place and you're seeing all this stuff going on. I mean, that would really revitalize that particular title. For sure. Afterburner, I think you'd probably knock over some furniture. <laughs> like, whoa, whoa, <laughs> Get ready. <laughs> yeah, get ready. Uh, you launch like 50 missiles all at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> like, what's dad doing up there? I hear all these crashing and he's yelling and <laughs> I stumble out of the room. Oh man, that was amazing. <laughs> like, what happened to the room though? Man, <laughs> we got to go out and buy furniture again. <laughs> the other title was Secret of Mana. Um, I almost thought you were going to say Secret of Nith. Secret of Nith. <laughs> I love that movie. It's one of the best cartoon movies ever. Mm-hmm. Secret of Mana, uh, though, was a, 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 it's probably one of the best Super Nintendo yep, titles ever. Most popular. Um, so yeah, they had some some interesting titles to add, and I think they all of them of which are totally worthy. Mm. I actually forgot to mention Knights, which was a um, Yuji Naka uh, game. That was a game that I personally really enjoyed a lot. It would have been cool to see what else they could do with it. So. Other than that, I say we get in to get some gaming news. What do you say, Steve? Only if you start gyrating. Oh, oh, there will be some gy to the rate <laughs> to the teeing over here. To kick things off here, PS4 firmware update 5.0 to reportedly add 1080p, 60 frames per second Twitch streaming support. That's good news for you and I, Steve. Indeed. And good news for Joygasm. 
According to Eurogamer, who reports to have acquired a copy of Update 5.0's release notes, the update also adds the ability to follow any user account without needing a friend request or maxing out your friends list. According to the update notes, Sony is doing this to, quote, encourage more sharing of content and more interactions, end quote, among players and, quote, boost the viral potential of UGC, end quote, for developers. Players will have the ability to block users, as well as the option to choose whether or not they want anyone or just existing friends to be able to follow their account. Other updates include expanding account management options with new family accounts that can feature multiple adult accounts, as well as updates to system notifications, making them visible from the quick menu. Select features that use overlays are not compatible with the PC version Destiny 2, including frame rate and stat overlays from programs like EVGA, Precision, XOC, MSI, Afterburner, and Fraps. Additionally, features like Whoa, like Who's Talking and other voice communication notifications found in programs like Discord and Mumble are not supported. Everything we know so far about Valve's new game. Tom Marks reports that yesterday, Valve announced its first full game since release, Dota 2 in 2013, called Artifact. Maybe not what people were expecting, Artifact is a Dota-themed card game. Card game! It's another card game, ladies and gentlemen. Yay. Revealed with the <laughs> teaser trailer below. Hey, don't write it off, bro. You okay, might be into okay, it. Okay, okay, bro. <laughs> a Dota-themed digital trading card game developed by Valve. From the sound of it, Artifact aims to recreate a game of Dota 2 in the form of a 1v1 card game. The international 2017 host, Sean Day9 Plot, even explained that, quote, anything you see in Dota, it's here, end quote. During the reveal, Plot said, quote, if you've played previous trading card games, it has a lot of similarities in terms of having creatures and spells that you cast onto the other board, end quote. That being said, it also sounds like Artifact is doing a lot things differently. You control five heroes, all based on the ones from Dota, and deploy them on three different boards representing the lanes of the map. Heroes have abilities that they can use similar to those in Dota 2 and will be able to move them from lane to lane. Every turn, creeps spawn in each lane just like Dota. Killing enemy heroes and, cre and creeps gets you gold, which you can spend to buy item cards, and then equip them to your heroes. Certain cards also have persistent effects on the lanes themselves. Now, some things to know for you, Steve, because I know. I have a feeling this is going to be your card game. Yeah, okay. okay. I've got too many card games. I can't <laughs> even keep up with them. I know how to play Rummy and Speed. <laughs> I know how to play <laughs> Go Fish. <laughs> I totally just spit on my mic. Nice. Um, Valve hasn't released any gameplay or screenshots yet, so nobody has any kind of idea how this thing's going to look. Also, another thing is that it's supposed to come out, I believe, sometime in 2018. Having said that, there has not been any kind of official uh, release to the date. But I figured you'd want to know because, you know, you were talking about Half-Life 2 the other day, and so I figured I would add that in there for Eustace. Thanks, Ross. <laughs> I appreciate that. Moving on to a game that I love. Horizon Zero Dawn's <laughs> The Frozen Wilds DLC has a release date. Horizon Zero Dawn's first DLC expansion, The Frozen Wilds, will be released on November 7th. Quote, set in icy territories to the north, this new chapter of Aloy's journey adds a new area to explore, new mysteries to uncover, and new high-lethal machines to take on, end quote. I don't know about you, Steve, but I am salivating at that. Those blasted machines, I bet those are tougher than the ones that are not in the snow. 
That actually reminds me really quick. I was playing some uh, Horizon Zero Dawn the other night. Were you Russ? I was indeed. And I took on like some sort of cyborg creature that like burrows into the ground, like this huge beastly looking cyborg thing. It actually kind of reminded me of the Transformer, the Decepticon yeah. from Transformers, yeah. the first film. The desert film, only yeah, like, the desert scene. Yeah, only it was like way bigger. Yeah. Anyway, freaking awesome. Continuing on, this is another one that's that's really good for Joygasm, ladies and germs. Xbox One Spotify app confirmed. The until now unconfirmed Spotify app for Xbox now has a product page on the Xbox store. As noted by GameSpot, the product page does lack one crucial feature right now, which is the ability to actually download the app. The product page indicates that Spotify will work identically to PS4's version of the app. It's available to both free and premium members and will play in the background of all games. Huh, Steve? Yeah, yeah, And can be controlled through your smart device app. I'm digging it. The release of Spotify on Xbox has looked likely since last week when Major Nelson was spotted testing it. Our good old uncle, Major Nelson. <laughs> I posted that story on uh, Facebook earlier today. If anybody wants to check out a little more details. Oh, thank you very much, Steve. I really appreciate that. Yeah. Rush. Oh, it's your song, Steve. We're moving <laughs> on to movie news. <laughs> 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 Star Wars The Last Jedi 8. New details on the heroes, villains, and aliens. Entertainment Weekly's latest cover story on stands this Friday focuses on Star Wars Episode 8. The issue contains details pertaining to what Rey discovers about Luke Skywalker, various creatures, a glimpse into the villains, including new ones, as well as details about the late Carrie Fisher's final appearance as Leia Organa. Goes without saying, I will be picking that up. Moving right along, Cohen Brothers partner with Netflix for Western Anthology. Alex Osborne reports Netflix has announced it's partnered with the Coen Brothers to debut their new Western anthology, The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, in 2018. As previously announced, Joel and Ethan Coen are writing and directing the six-part miniseries, which is being produced by Annapuma Television. Excuse me, Annapurna Television. The Ballad of Buster Scruggs will star Tim Blake Nelson as Buster and feature six tales set in the American frontier, with each installment covering a separate story about the West. So, once again, Coen Brothers, No Country for Old Men style Coen Brothers. True Grit Coen Brothers. The nice. Lady Killers Coen Brothers. Fargo. Oh my goodness. You know our uh, girl next door, Steve? Miss Wonder Woman? Mm-hmm. Well, she's in the news again, Steve. Man. Wonder Woman crosses the $400 million mark at domestic box office. Warner Brothers has announced that Wonder Woman has grossed over $400 million in theaters across North America after surpassing Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 last month, which we talked about, to become the highest grossing film in domestic theaters, as well as the number two movie of all of 2017. Wonder Woman now stands as the third highest grossing Warner Brothers film of all time. Wow. Right behind The Dark Knight. A. And The Dark Knight Rises. B. Batman, look out. You got yourself a wonder of a woman coming at you. <laughs> or a woman of wonder. There you go. 
The current worldwide total for the Patty Jenkins directed DC movie is now over $794 million. So they're, I don't know, they, maybe they'll, they'll break a billion by the time all is said and done. We'll have to see. Finally, in movie news, Despicable Me. Now Despicable the high, You? <laughs> okay, no, no, okay. <laughs> Despicable somebody. You completely just, just T-boned my focus. <laughs> Despicable Me, now the highest grossing animated film franchise worldwide. Hey, great. This is something that I cannot believe, honestly. IGN reports that Illumination's Despicable Me franchise has edged past DreamWorks animation series of Shrek films, including Puss in Boots, to become the highest grossing animated franchise of all time worldwide. According to Deadline, Despicable Me 3's latest international weekend gross has nudged the series to a worldwide total of USD 3.528 billion dollars across the three Despicable Me films plus Minions. The global box office figure for the four Shrek movies and Puss in Boots re- reportedly sits at a USD of 3.51 billion. So <laughs> for me personally, I mean, it's like I, congratulations to Illumination for that. I could I, I do not understand what the hysteria is around the Minions. Like I went, I went and saw Despicable Me 3 recently with the wife and I'm sitting there I'm like okay they're they're not bad but it's just uh, I don't see well I mean I, there are plenty of other CG animated fi- films right. that are way more memorable to me but then again I'm about middle aged so <clears throat> my opinion probably matters not roundabout about. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take care of the one and yeah like okay if minus 15 years. Okay, yeah, that, that's my age. <laughs> well, you know what time it is, Steve. It's time for the <laughs> Topic of the Day! Alright! All my wounds are healed. I am vivacious and can take on the Feel like Samson. <laughs> My hair grew back and I can knock over pillars of stone. And I can take the wife too. <laughs> Get over here. <laughs> give, me, give me a smoke shot. <laughs> so the topic of the day is going to be back on um well, actually. What what is it, Russ? Do you remember, Steve? It had something to do with Disney. Netflix mm-hmm. and the consumer. Uh-huh. The topic of the day is digital gatekeepers versus mm-hmm. the consumer. <laughs> so there. So just to kick things off, there <laughs> is an article. <laughs> it's good. All right. Um, there was a huge story yesterday about Disney um, to launch its own streaming services and pull its movies from Netflix. That was a really just eyebrow razor for me because it wasn't that long ago that they struck a deal for Disney to actually place their content onto Netflix. That was a huge win yeah. for Netflix. Mm-hmm. And you and I are big Netflix guys. We, we've been fans of Netflix for a hey, long time. Big Netflix guys. <clears throat> really like the platform, really love their, their original television programming with their mm-hmm. series and stuff like that. Just, yeah, they've been doing really well. So um, I believe the stock dropped by five or six percent, right when that that article was was dropped, and 
I have some, uh, some, just some bullet points here that I pulled off from uh, IGN. It says that uh, Disney has announced plans to launch its own streaming services and as such uh, will pull its movies from Netflix. During its latest earnings report, Disney said it intends to debut its own branded streaming service for U.S. customers in 2019 and will then expand the service worldwide, according to CNBC. Disney and Pixar titles will be removed from Netflix with this new service serving as the home for all Disney movies going forward. The service's initial lineup will include the Toy Story 4, Frozen 2, and the live-action adaption of The Lion King. Additionally, early next year, the company will launch its own ESPN streaming service that will feature video content from the MLB, NHL, MLS, and more. Disney will also invest in exclusive TV shows and movies for its new streaming platform. So there's a lot going on with this. You can tell that Disney has been very methodical in, in mm-hmm. this, this process, which leads me to believe, well, not lead me to believe, but, but just makes me wonder why in the first place they struck that deal with Netflix. I mean, it's just like, what, you know, you, <laughs> why, why would you go about that in the first place? And I don't know. If uh, you have any hypothesis about it, I can uh, hypothesize. I think Disney's got a lot going on for it where they know how to make their machine work for them and are doing it quite well, Raj. Uh, I think that streaming services is something that they've always wanted to do, but since they've been working on other projects like Marvel and making new rides for all the Disney. And, uh, you know, they, I mean, they own ESPN, they own a couple other things, they own ABC. So they got, they got a ton of stuff going on. It's not just Disney movies. Um, I think this was always their plan and altogether because they like to control pretty much everything they do. Sure. And, um, I, the article I read was on Yahoo Finance. <coughs> anyway, um, uh, one, one, that one of the, the uh, big wigs at, at Disney. I can see his face, big, big mustache. Um, Are you talking about Bob Iger? Or? <laughs> I, I, I forgot. It. I, I forgot who it was. He looks important. He looked important. Looked distinguished. Uh, looked he was, like he had money. He, <laughs> he was saying that that they Netflix and them still have a great relationship, and they have they don't harbor any ill feelings toward we're Netflix. All friends, right? Yeah, we're right? all friends. We're just thrilled to make it your stock drop, but it's okay because stars will go up. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I just think that it's something that they've been planning to do all along. And now that streaming is very, very common with all the, you know, the Netflix and the Hulu and the, you know, who's it's and the what's it's. Mm-hmm. Um, I, plus with everybody getting apps and all, and, you know, their Xboxes and their Playstations and there's just many avenues of available to stream on. That sure. It only makes sense for them to do it now. My question is, Roth, <clears throat> see, I've always been the snail mail type of guy. I want to get the discs in the mail, open it up, and throw that disc in the player and watch it. Now, I remember in the past, HBO did something similar with all their programming where Netflix was streaming their stuff and you could watch pretty much any HBO show you wanted to. On Netflix? On Netflix. Interesting. Back at, like on the early streaming days. Okay. Uh, so, you know, th- this was at least, well, it was probably about six years ago. And then they took everything off and HBO started their own streaming service. So you had to go HBO Go style to yeah. stream all their stuff. And till today, their stuff is not available to stream on Netflix. However, Ross, you can still get it through snail mail. So their content is still available on Netflix, just not to stream. 
with the Disney stuff, um, from what I read, um, I think they're just pulling their streaming content off Netflix. So if you still have Netflix and, and you want to get Toy Story or whatever one, movie they have, uh, I think you can still get it in the mail. Yeah, I have some other info, info about it. It says, last August, Disney purchased a 33% stake in BAM Tech. BAM! And is now shelling out $1.58 billion to acquire majority ownership of the tech company in order to power its new streaming endeavors. Yeah. Uh, there's a quote here from Bob Iger. It says, this represents a big strategic shift for the company. We felt that having control of a platform that we've been very impressed with after buying 33% of it a year ago would give us control of our destiny, end quote. Destiny. A lot of destiny action going on this year. Uh, <laughs> this will give us control of our destiny to beta. I mean, um, yeah. <laughs> take that, Bungie. Wait, what? Uh, uh, but yeah, some other little tidbits here. It says, while Disney's partnership with Netflix didn't go into effect until last year, the company announced the deal back in 2012, which gives the streaming company exclusive TV distribution rights to some of its live action and animated movies, including content from Pixar, Lucasfilm, and Marvel. Netflix currently features a wide array of Disney movies, including Moana, Jungle Book, Rogue One, and Captain America Civil War. As reported by Variety, Disney has not yet decided on how it will handle TV licensing for its Lucasfilm and Marvel titles. According to Iger, the company may continue with the third-party licensing deals or eventually add them to Disney forthcoming streaming service. So there you go. Getting back to the overarching topic at hand, this is, this is actually a topic that... Um, it, it, it constantly comes up because as a whole, all of the content, like entertainment viewing content is moving more and more towards a digital medium. It's just, it's, it's there in, in a downloadable format, whether it's on Amazon prime or it's on Netflix or HBO go, um, or even even like the Roku model where they have all kinds of different types of, of partnerships with different um, channels that offer different, you know, exclusive IPs and, and content and whatnot. The, the thing about it for me that I'm a bit unclear on, well, unclear is the wrong word. It's, it's kind of more like, I would say it's, it's almost a concern for me is you're seeing these various, entertainment giants realizing that they can have some sort of subscription model that's that's like this this online platform centric situation so you know instead of having like like one consolidated platform where you can go and you you know you pay like say 10 bucks a month and you can watch anything you want to watch we're seeing a fragmentation take place where like you said, HBO now has their own platform to show their content on. And now Disney is starting to have a platform, which, you know, if I think back in the day, they used to have the Disney channel back in the, the good old cable days of like the, the 1980s. Sure. So I could see like, like them coming full circle with having once again, their own exclusive platform. However, that means that for all the consumers out there, you know, if you want to watch, that type of content, then you're going to have to shell out an additional $10 mm -hmm. here, $10 there and $10 everywhere to the point where you could conceivably be spending 
anywhere between say 60 to a hundred dollars a month just on that alone. That's not counting your internet provider, uh, which is also depending on which kind of uh, setup you have, you could be spending anywhere between 50 to $200 a month on that alone too. So, um, Kind of a slippery slope. It is. It goes, I go back and forth on it because on the one hand, it's like, okay, I can tailor what it is I want to watch. You know, if there are certain channels uh, or certain shows that I want to watch, I can then just subscribe to that particular platform and then I could save money. However, there has been um, a movement, especially with like Amazon and Netflix, to create some like tremendous original programming mm-hmm. that are must see TV shows. And so whether it's, um, man, like, like if it's, if it's game of Thrones on HBO, uh, or, um, Oh, there was that one, uh, true detective that was on HBO as well. Um, you know, Netflix has stranger things and orange is the new black. um, they have the Adam Sandler stuff. Also uh, another um, piece of news too, is that David Letterman has signed on to Netflix. (laughs) And so you're starting to see more and more of this. And I think these, these gatekeepers are beginning to try and court these different folks who they know have quite a following and, and sign exclusive deals with them. But again, that, that falls into a problem because do you want, do you end up spending all this money to try and, and, Right. get all the content together or then do you have to be choosy and, and pick and choose what you want? Exactly. Um, what are your thoughts on that? It, it, like I said earlier, it's a slippery slope because people only have so much money and I, I think they just want to go to one hub and choose what they want to watch without having to go, okay, well, here's my subscription to here. Here's my subscription to there. And I can only watch, you know, certain stuff. Um, I mean, one of the shows I had to sacrifice personally was the grand tour which is James May and uh, Richard Hammond and um, Clark. I can't remember. Jer- Jer- Jeremy Clarkson uh, from, um, oh, good grief, what's the, what's the car show? Um, I don't know. Uh, anyway, so it was on the BBC. <laughs> oh, I can't believe I used to watch it. The BBC! Oh, my goodness. Um <sighs> It's going to kill me. I'm going to be so embarrassed right now. <laughs> that thought just kind of flittered away. Uh, so anyhow, um, they left BBC. And, you know, that's a whole story when they signed on to Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. And from my own experience and in my home, watching and comparing movies on Amazon Prime versus Netflix, to me, there's a quality issue with Amazon Prime that I, I can I can tell. And I don't really care to, to watch Amazon Prime. I want to watch everything on, on, yeah. on Netflix. Maybe I'm weird, but... Well, I am a little weird. But anyway, <laughs> there's no help for you. Steve. Um, <laughs> so I had, I just figured out, yeah, well, I'll just pick that show up when I can, I guess, because I don't really want to get two subscriptions just for that show. I don't care about it that much. And eventually right. the show is going to come to DVD anyway, and I can just get it in the mail, which might even be the solution, Russ. <laughs> Everything's going to come out on DVD and you can always rent it. Yeah, that is true. I mean, I, I would think that even the, the original TV shows that Netflix and Amazon are pumping out, uh, they would probably want to do some sort of physical copy. Although having said that though, I w- would be curious to find out how the sales are for actual physical copies of movies, because my understanding with the millennials, especially is that they have completely adopted this online digital product model 
Whereas folks who are a bit older, they are more conditioned to be able to have more of a physical copy. And while I do believe that there are certain titles, like let's take Star Wars, for example, everybody's going to want a physical copy of Star Wars because mm-hmm. it's just Star Wars. Like it's, that, that's just how it is. Um, but yeah, it's, it's very interesting to, to think about from that regard. Um, and I don't really, like I said, I don't really know how I feel about it. I think that, that there is um, a big state of transition going on with that. I know that um, all, some of the places I've worked in the past, um, you know, I've, I've worked on, uh, on Fios, for Verizon. And, and there were some, some interesting things going on with that as well, where HBO actually partnered with Verizon because they, they needed some things to, to be supported with regards to their platform. This is before HBO go came out. And as a result, they, um, got to learn quite a bit of the processes that, that Verizon uh, employed because, you know, they're this telecom giant and everything else. And then, um, you know, lo and behold, later on, HBO has HBO Go as a platform. And and so I think that, that you know, there is a lot of that going back and forth with how do they make the jump from TV to an online presence. Right. And so it's... <clears throat> to me, when I think about it, just being involved in this type of industry... I don't think it's that big of a jump. I think it's like, it's, you know, whether it's on a TV set or it's on a computer screen, I mean, you're, it's, it's the same type of deal, but I think the internet has more of the wild, wild west mentality to it just because of just the interactions and what all is going on with it. So by the way, um, just so I can be clear, top gear was the name of the show. I'm embarrassed. I couldn't remember that. How dare you? I'm, I'm, I'm a terrible person. At least you remembered it. Um, can I chime in for a second, though, Russ? You sure may. See, now, it could be a trend that all these, you know, ginormous conglomerates are uh, choosing their own digital medium to, to offer their services. But what if it goes beyond the TV show? What if it goes beyond the movie and it goes into, like, music, for example? Mm-hmm. And all these record companies, like, I don't know, Def Jam or Records or so, whoever, you know, that's just comes to my mind. But what if they say, okay, well, we're going to pull all of our music from Spotify and Pandora and iHeartRadio. So you're not going to be able to listen to any of our music except if you have to get our, our app, you know? Um, so I too, so Apple goes, wait a second, we offer your music. Pandora goes, wait a second, we offer your music. And, you know, all these other services that you subscribe to go, well, now we can't offer your, we can't stream your music anymore. And now the consumer has to say, oh, we'll have to spend how much more money to get yet another music service and pay for that just to hear your music, you know? So, I mean, what, what avenue do you stop? Yeah. And I, and it goes back to that whole notion of gatekeeper versus consumer. And at the end of the day, the consumer should win. Like, like it's just, that yeah. in, in an ideal utopian environment, the consumer should be the winner at the end of the day. And unfortunately I don't see that as the case right now. I think that there's just a lot of fragmentation going on when it comes to who has the rights to show what, you know, and even before this happened, that was kind of an issue I had just with platforms like Netflix, where they only had licensing rights to certain movies that, that were available for digital download. But if you did the snail mail route, like what you do, (laughs) all of a sudden they have the rights to that movie. And it's like, well, wait a minute. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Regardless, I'm paying 10 bucks a month for Netflix. What's the problem? 
And it's not necessarily Netflix's fault. It's also the movie yeah. studios, you know, yeah. like it's all the, the bean counters in the background who are wheeling and dealing these things. And it's just unfortunate because at that point, then the, the user experience at the end suffers. Yeah. And so what if Warner brothers goes, no, you have to, we're going to make an app too. We're going to pull over our movies. Yeah. And when, and same thing with, with 21st century Fox. Oh, we're going to pull over movies too. And that could be a very real thing that happens because they're already, um, creating apps for their platforms just to have their, their footprint, you know, um, in, within that space. And that's a very good point. It's just at what point, when will, um, there be more of a user-friendly approach to this? Because, um, I can just see everybody getting a little too greedy and wanting to just hoard their particular IPs together. Oh, you want, you want to watch this when you got to pay us too. And, ah, I have a feeling I'm, I'm going to be hopeful on this. I think once everybody finally gets themselves established, I think there's going to be kind of a, a moment of clarity and there's probably going to be a backlash from the consumer too, because I mean, <laughs> if you think worst case scenario, you'd be spending hundreds mm-hmm. with an S at the end of that hundreds of dollars. If you wanted to have, you know, access to Netflix, Amazon, HBO, Fox, Universal, uh, CBS, NBC. What about Facebook? Yeah, Facebook oh. too. I mean, like it's just. Um, so the, yeah, it, it's it's exciting to be able to have this wealth of content at your fingertips. I really do love where technology has taken us. It's it's super convenient these days to be able to just pick and choose what you want to watch. And especially, like I said, my, I tip my hat off to the content creators because they've really, I mean, like for the longest time we were just given a, just a small handful of channels that said, Oh, well, this is our lineup and uh, you either like it or you don't too bad. Yeah. And now it's like, wow, we have all these different avenues of watching to go on. And I think that's a really terrific thing. It's just, they need to put on, the kitty gloves when handling this, because at the end of the day, you, you don't want your consumer to feel like they're getting shafted. Right. Um, cause they will let you know about that. I have another idea, Ross. Ah, you know, I, I I'm thinking, did lightning strike your brain? <laughs> no, I bought the shish. Uh, <laughs> I'm thinking this all started with microtransactions. And the reason I say that is because, Back in the day, you bought a game. The game gave you everything. And, you know, if you hit some button combinations, you got some secret stuff. Or if you played so long, you you, you found this, that, or the other. And they gave you everything with your $40, $50, $60 game. Now, you have to, you certain games you buy. And they go, oh, and now it, you have to pay to get anything else on the game. It's almost like a pay to, to play or play or pay to win almost. Mm-hmm. And, and people will, will do it. Some people will if they justify spending the money on it or some people won't. They'll just grind it out or just ab- abandon it altogether. But it's kind of conditioning the consumer to go, okay, I'm going to spend so much money or get this for free and then spend, uh, you know, X amount of dollars on it. I mean, Clash of Clans is, is almost the prime example where I know people, um, I mean, granted the game is free and they got to get paid for their creativity and their hard work. And I'm, I'm perfectly hundred percent for that. But I know friends of mine who are in my clan who have spent hundreds mm. of dollars 
on the game just to get ahead because after after some point in the game, you might start losing because your opponents have spent more money and they have upgraded more, and so you're going to lose. Yeah, I I don't know if if that had um, a huge bearing on what on what these. Um, content provider gatekeepers are doing. I think that they've, pro- they've definitely looked at it because the microtransactions, they kind of got their start right around 2009, mm-hmm. 2008, 2009, right around there. Especially like with Farmville, uh, when Zynga, Zynga was kind of one of the, the OGs of, of that movement. And over time, they have oh, gotten, uh, <laughs> yeah, dog. Uh, they, they have gotten much more proficient at it. I'm sure that they took a look at that and, and that may have, have spurned on some additional ideology and that sort of thing. But I do think that with um, Netflix really being the trailblazer of, of providing that online presence of, of digital viewable content, it's really inspired these other companies to finally get on the bandwagon and, and have their own platforms for that as well. And like I said, I, I think it's... it's uh, it's a really cool opportunity for us who are living here in the here and now. Um, but I, I'm just, I'm curious to see. I just, I really hope those gatekeepers are able to work it out in such a way that it's not going to cause our wallets to get a little uh, nauseous. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, I remember, uh, I don't think it was 2009, but I think maybe 2010. Um, but around that time, Netflix began charging more. Uh, for their subscriptions because they were, they were saying, okay, you can either have an account that is both DVDs in mail mm-hmm. as well as streaming, only DVDs or only streaming. Yeah. And, but, you know, either way, they were going to raise the prices for a bit. And I remember reading some comments on when after I read the story on Yahoo and uh, people were saying like, oh, I know, cancel my account! Or um, <laughs> thinking, oh my goodness, give it a shot. But, uh, and then some other people were saying before... It was a great deal. Now it's just a, a good deal. But a lot of people were pretty upset because now they had to go, if they wanted to stream, now they had to pay more. And now you fast forward half a decade later, almost a full decade later. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, you know, everyone's used to streaming and they want streaming because they want it instantaneously. And now with their Netflix subscription, because they want access to all of the movies, no one's going to watch only Disney movies all the time. Now they're gonna have to go pay for their Disney stuff. So Disney is one of those platforms that I will probably uh, subscribe to just because they have been so shrewd in acquiring basically everything I'm into. I mean, like they have Pixar, they have Marvel and they have Lucasfilm in addition to the huge pedigree of, of titles that, that they've made over the last several decades. So that, that definitely makes a lot of sense for them to be able to do that. And so, I mean, for me personally, I'd be happy with that. And in addition to like my Amazon and my Netflix, looking at some of the other um, providers, and as I'm saying this, I'm realizing too that one of the, the pluses to this is that it's going to create a firestorm of competition. Because I think a lot of the traditional cable companies have been too used to just holding the the, the keys, so to speak. And now you have um, a considerable amount of platforms coming out. And uh, that that in turn has really 
created just just wonderful content for kids and for adults alike. So, you know, another um, kind of cousin to this too is just even the the streaming. When you look at the different platforms of that, there are a lot that are out there now, whether it's YouTube or it's Facebook live or even Twitter um, has, has kind of a, a live stream to it. It's a lot shorter, but um, you know, you have Twitch, you have discord. Um, what that new mixer does that some mix? Well, that's Microsoft's Microsoft's. Yeah. It used to be called beam, but they acquired the company and now it's called mixer. So you have all of these different avenues which in a way is cool because you, you can pick and choose which one you want. However, like for us, for example, let, let, let's, let's turn it around a bit here. You know, we provide the show Joygasm and we want to make sure that we can reach our audience on any platform that, we, mm-hmm. that, that they have out there. Well, how are we going to do that? And this is something that I've been thinking about too, is just, let's say for instance, we decide that when we begin to, to stream ourselves live, you, you know, playing video games, for instance, we use Twitch. Well, there is a significant portion of the audience who prefer discord. Mm-hmm. Well then how are we going to facilitate that? Because we want to make sure that we make ourselves available to, to our fans and listeners who, who are on discord, who prefer that particular platform. How is that going to happen? I mean, and the only thing that comes to mind off the top of my head right now is just, well, we'd have to get a splitter and buy a bunch of computers and have each computer logged into each account. And so that way it's, it's just streaming that, that one video camera's worth of footage over there, you know, so that makes it a bit more complicated for us. And I think that goes back to, (laughs) sorry. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think that does go back to the, the notion of, okay, I think that there, there has got to be some form or way of consolidation because if you fragment your audience to that point, also, how is that going to remain profitable? And again, I'm not a bean counter. I'm, I'm a creative. I, I don't know how all that works. I'm just a talking head, Russ. (laughs) I'm further removed than you are. Yeah, no, it's, <laughs> it's 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 worth noting though, just because the the more slices you have in that pie, and, you, and the more divisive you get with with the overall audience, then it's like, okay, well, how does how does all that kind of work? So, anyway, I, I figured that would be a, a fun topic of the day to kind of just talk about food for thought, let that bake on everybody's noodle, and because I'm sure that that is a topic that do that people do chat about here and there on, on a pretty regular basis. The more this becomes apparent. So I think if, uh, if folks would like to see us on Twitch or mixer or discord or whatever, they should uh, drop us a line on Facebook. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that, that's a big thing too, is that, um, we definitely want to acquiesce those types of requests <laughs> yeah. in the most ASAP way possible. Thank you, Jeffy rush. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm disinclined to acquiesce your request. It means no, <laughs> Um, but anyway I think that's all the time that we have for today if you have any questions comments or just want to show us some love and this goes right into the topic of the day you can reach us on Twitter at JoyGasmTV or you can reach us on Facebook.com slash JoyGasmTV or you can find us on SoundCloud.com slash JoyGasmTV or you can find us on YouTube with uh, what was that Extension to the Joygasm search uh, to Joygasm. Joygasm.com slash letter Q, number sign, exclamation point. In other words, we definitely need some more subscribers. We're at 24. 24 subscribers. It's a very humble beginning, but it's one that we have faith in. 
because once we get to 100 subscribers, we'll be able to have our own custom URL. And then me, it's on like Donkey Kong. That's such a big day for us. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, take care, guys, and happy gaming. Later.